Hello, and welcome to R the 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 30-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Appertania, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 24-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like reading anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Today, we have words to say about what we learned at Unity Days 2020. Woohoo! What's Unity Days, Brittany? Unity Days was um, a yearly The 100 convention run by Unity Events Canada, and we went to every single year of it. This was the fourth year, and the last year, because mm-hmm. the show's over now. Yeah. Well... The show well, is the show over. Will, the show will be over. Correct. Yes. But Unity Days is over. Yes. So stop calling for UD5. Haven't they been through enough? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, please, Leanna needs a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, we were lucky enough to once again be invited as press. Yes. Um, we got to sit in that coveted third row <laughs> and um, live tweet as much of the panels as possible. Yes. Um, we, to be honest, took our job of live tweeting very seriously, and we have done all of the years that we've gone, Mm -hmm. because context is key, and we always aimed to give as much context as possible, um... While trying to fit it into a tweet. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, um, we thank... Leanna and Maya and the whole Unity Days team for allowing us and trusting us with that duty. Yes. All of the years. So we also for the fourth year in a row got to do our meta panel. Um, Unfortunately, Brittany couldn't make it this year, um, but I was on it. (laughs) (laughs) And you did us proud. Yes. Thank you. Sam was also up there, and from what I heard, you guys did a great job. I was sick, so that was really fun for me. But yeah, I heard really good things about it from our um, assistantados. Yeah. We have aficionados assistants called assistantados. We don't pay them. We don't. (laughs) Um, We we are bad employers. (laughs) Um, This year, our assistantado helping out with live tweeting was Callie, who is Robin's sister. Yeah. And she did a great job. Mm-hmm. And she took it very serious. Yeah. So up there was me and Sam, who is at Sam Casey's, and Joe from Maybe We Geek Again. And honestly, we had a great time up there. Yes. And Joe is hilariously funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I love Joe mm-hmm. because it feels like every time I talk to her, she just has what she wants to say ready. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's so funny, just like at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. And I just love that about her. All the jokes come, pre- they sound like they're pre-prepared, but they weren't. But they aren't. They're just, they're just genius right off the bat. So cool. I love that about her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that was really awesome. We got to to talk to a lot of people and take questions from uh, everybody who came to the panel and talk to some people who had been listening to us for a very, very long time. Yeah. <laughs> like some people have been listening to us like from the beginning. And yeah. I think that's amazing. before we were even the aficionado. Yeah. So back when we were the giantess and then they like came over with us and I'm like, I love you guys. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. So we're basically, what I did was I went into our live tweets and I picked out the ones that are important, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that aren't like, you know, if you could be a superhero, what superhero would you be? Which is a cool question, but not super relevant when you're out here trying to like figure out what's going on in next season. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I picked out some ones that are important. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a section that has like stuff that we learned um, about season seven. 
which is quite small because they were very tight-lipped at Unity Days. That was, like, some of the least amount of spoilers that I have ever seen at yeah, Unity Days. they did a very good job of keeping things a secret. And also, it helped that um, Maria Avdropoulos was not there, who usually is <laughs> the one who spills the most details. Mm. But everyone, uh, they were on their game. Yeah, shout out to Lola, because she she did a good job <laughs> yeah. right here. Um, and so before the spoilers section, mm -hmm. um, I also have some stuff that's just kind of, like, fun facts, some important and cool things things that we learn. Or um, some like personal things about the cast that they wanted to share. Yeah, yeah, totally. So first of all, I got to go to the first day of Unity Days, which had a panel that we mentioned in our teaser for Unity Days. The uh, community panel, yes. which was the charity panel with um, Joe from Cancer Gets Lost and the girls from Kotow Primary. Which is um, a, a charity that Eliza, or a school really that Eliza yeah. supports, yeah. Yeah, and Eliza was there at the panel as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they spoke about some really, really cool and important things. And they showed a documentary that Eliza's brother made. And honestly, it was like really cool to see. And they're doing some really important work over there. So I urge everybody to go and check out the work that they're doing there because it's really cool. Yeah. And really awesome. And that's at Kotow Primary. So you can Google that. Eliza has links to it all over her social media. It's a really important cause to her. So just jumping right into it, uh, we had a few new people this year. Yeah. Um, some people who were mostly new from the latest season. Mm -hmm. So we had Sarah Thompson, who played Josephine. Chukumodu, who played um, Gabriel slash Xavier. We had Shelby Flannery, who came in as Hope Dioza. And we also had uh, J.R. Bourne, who played Russell. And I love him. Yeah, I love everybody who came. I really appreciate them all. But J.R. was like a kind of a standout for the weekend, I yeah, think. Yeah, because he was really fun. He was so fun and so cool. And, you know, I know that a lot of the people who I was hanging out at Unity Days, we've got all of our like group of cabbie stands. And I know that we adopted Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like kind of here. But I know that a lot of them obviously, including you and Sam, were hurting after last season, obviously. Yeah. Um, and you know, JR's character was kind of the one who was at fault. He mm -hmm. was the one who did it, really. And I heard from a lot of people that meeting JR and talking to him was kind of cathartic. Yeah. And he was also really nice about like he was the one who like brought up like Kane and Abby. And I was like, that's really cool. Cause like a lot of I think this season, outside of I think Murphy and Raven, a lot of characters won't really be focusing. And Jackson. On, and Jackson won't really be focusing on like those big character deaths. Yeah. I don't think Clark will have time, which I will have opinions about when that <laughs> happens, I guess. But JR was like, he was really cool and really nice. And like our friend Chris was his handler and she had nothing but amazing things to say yeah. about him too. Mm -hmm. um, so speaking of JR, the first little note that I um, wrote down from our live tweets was that JR says Picasso the dog is alive. Thank God. So important. I think that's a really important one to start off with. <laughs> yeah. Chuku wasn't sure he'd be able to join the cast last season because he'd recently become a father. That's really cute. And I think, I don't remember, but at some point, I think somebody had asked Chuku, like, oh, did you come, like, did you go out with everybody? Like, when this happened yeah. or whatever? And Chuku was like, no, I had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I was kind of busy yeah. being a dad. Yeah. Also, uh, Chuku shot scenes in Captain Marvel, but his scenes were cut. Oh, sad. Yeah. I didn't even know that one. Yeah, he said that you can still see him, but he's in, like, only for three seconds. They shot... Where did they shoot Captain Marvel? That wasn't here, was it? I don't know. I think it was in Georgia. Okay. Cool. Also, before I get too far into this, um, none of this is in, like, super order. Like, I mostly just took it in order of, like, the, the time, days. Like, yeah. the day people said it. So, sorry if we're jumping around a little bit. So, someone asked JR what if Kane met Russell, and JR said that he would have loved that. If there is anything that could have achieved Gabriel's vision, it probably would have been Kane. He might have 
have been able to change Russell's mind. Mm. I loved that point. I was like, he's so right. It's completely correct. Kane was like a charismatic diplomat by the end. Mm -hmm. Actually, he was mostly just in a coma by the end. But like, you know. Yeah. Before that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I loved that point. Yeah. And he was totally right. It's a shame that you didn't get to see like those two characters on screen because that would have been really compelling. So cool. Joe Juice, who was like the juice that was named after Josephine. Yes. We kind of, we had like inklings, I feel like. But uh, Joe Garfine did confirm for us that Joe Juice was in fact named after her. It's what she deserves. That's so cool. I love her. Um, and Richard said that it's actually just cranberry cocktail. Oh, okay. Cool. Thanks for the fun fact. For some reason, I don't remember it being red. Yeah, it was red for okay. sure. For sure it was red. Um, Richard also said that he hates guy liner and emphasizes that it's just eyeliner and he happens to be a guy wearing it. Richard was so adamant about this. Every yeah. single time someone said guy liner, he would like visibly be like, that's like, like why are like, you gendering why? eyeliner? Yeah, it's yeah. literally. Anyway, we stand a feminist and he like, he knows what's up. Literally, Robin tweeted that and people were like, what do you mean a feminist? I'm like, if you can't pick up that gendering things is really weird, then I don't want to help you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so weird to say guy liner. Yeah. Um, Richard said that he emailed Jason immediately after working with Louisa for the first time back in season two mm-hmm. and told Jason that he'd be making a huge mistake if he wrote her off the show. That was our one of our most popular tweets. Yeah. yeah. So um, shout out to Richard for Imori existing yeah. longer than she did, I guess. I'm like sitting here like Richard's probably responsible like single-handedly for Imori still being alive yeah. too. Like mm-hmm. shout out my man. Yeah. Okay. So Tazia's told this really incredible story. Um, Someone asked like at the se- end of season four, what was going through your character's mind when you witnessed zero gravity for the first time. And Tasia kind of like just like swerved the question and instead told the funny story, which I respect yeah. and appreciate. It's, it's more worth it to hear yeah, the story. Totally. And so Tasia said that um, when they're all inside of the spacesuits, mm-hmm. um, everybody else gets like a mic and like a hearing piece so that they can like say their lines and hear everybody because you can't actually hear anybody in like the suits. Yeah. And she said since she didn't have any lines, she didn't have an earpiece. Because they didn't have enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically she just kind of like looked at everyone and like pretended to be listening. Yeah. She would like go off of like their, like some of like their cues, Mm -hmm. like if they were moving, like what their facial expressions were doing. Yeah. And so she said that at some point, like they had totally cut and everything and everybody was just kind of like talking and like hanging out. And Tazi was still like, "Uh uh-huh. Reacting. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yes. In character as Echo, like, yes, let's go. We're going to space. (laughs) She said that sometimes, like, Bob would look over at her and realize she was still acting and then just laugh at her, but she couldn't hear him. So it was just, like, silent laughter at her expense. (laughs) Poor Tazi. Which I think uh, was a really great story. It was so funny. So I went up and asked a question. It was the only question that I asked. It was a good question. Thank you. Yeah. So Robin's question was, what drew Jordan to Delilah? Because this was something that we talked about mm-hmm. in the pod because we couldn't quite figure out why Jordan's whole storyline was wrapped around Delilah. Yeah. And I was I was also saying to Shannon um, when I got up there, I was saying that it's really nice to have him back because in the previous Unity days, we didn't have a whole lot to, to go, to about, to go yeah. off of and ask him about. So that's why I decided to go up and ask. So do you want to tell them what Shannon said? or would you like me to read it? Oh yeah, go ahead and read it because I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so what Shannon said, which made more sense than like anything that we actually kind of got contextually from the show was that Jordan felt very unseen. His first true human interaction that wasn't based on reacting to him as Monty and Harper's child was Delilah. Yeah. So she had no basis of like who he was. She just liked him for him, which makes a lot of sense and I wish had been more overt in the show. Yeah, I mean like when I just think of that, I'm, I'm still just like, that's a huge overreaction though. Yeah. But then you think, like, this is his only human interaction. And he 
just started interacting with people that weren't his parents, like, you know, a minute before. Yeah, totally. So I was excited to be able to ask Shannon that question because um, it was a question that I had had all season. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you asked it in a way that was so respectful too. mm. Like it was something that everyone wanted to know, but like you asked it in a way that wasn't like shady. Mm. You were just like, what drew George and Delilah? Like what, what was it about him? It wasn't like, why was Jordan's whole storyline wrapped around Delilah? What the (laughs) f*** was that about? (laughs) Why did, why does Jordan care so much about this random girl? Like, that's only okay when we say it on the podcast. (laughs) So Shelby, she plays Hope, um, if you didn't know. And she said that her first day, which was um, the end of season six, she said it was really stressful because they started filming at 9am and everyone was really on edge and she was nervous, felt like she was totally bombing it. And she was being really unkind to herself, she said. And then Bob came over to her and said, you got this. And she said it was so sincere that it completely changed everything for her. And um, it was really sweet. We... Stan Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Jess Harmon said that her first day on set back in season three was the sex scene with Eliza. And then it, she had six pages of dialogue and it was all intrigue. Yeah. And it took her three weeks to learn it. She said, so it's a sex scene and you're naked. And also my brother is there. <laughs> so apparently Richard <laughs> decided to come in that day. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty funny. There was also something that JR said about like when he got on set, which is like really reflective mm-hmm. of like who these people are, that um all of their chairs where they sit when between takes were arranged in a circle they weren't like tiered Mm. so that they could all talk to each other and he said that like he'd never seen that on a set before Mm -hmm. where like people just everyone was equal yeah so someone asked what murphy was thinking when daniel's boyfriend kissed him uh, at the end of last season Mm -hmm. and murphy said he was upset just because it ruined his plan like their whole plan that they were trying to do mm-hmm. but um the fact that it was a man was not a problem which like by murphy i've been saying it i'm like i'm ready i'm out here shipping murphy me since season one fam like an og i've been out here mm-hmm. so that was exciting and also something i feel like i knew in my soul anyway <laughs> yeah it's just nice to hear it confirmed yeah yeah someone asked if they could go back if one of the actors could go back and change something about their character, what would they do? Um, Suchin said that if he could go back, he would give Jackson more backbone so that he could stand up for what he believes in because Suchin believes that Jackson believes in the right things. Yeah. And the fact that he like served Octavia made no sense. Yeah. So like one other sensitive thing that like they brought up that like we debated on whether or not to bring up but like the point of Eliza herself sharing this with us was that she wanted to normalize talking about it. Yeah. Um. So she shared that she was not able to direct Direct her episode as slated this season because she and Bob had been trying for a baby and they were pregnant and Eliza had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And she and Bob had decided to share this with everyone because they wanted to make the discussion around miscarriages normal. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to make it okay to talk about. Yeah, they were very, very adamant about wanting to talk about it. They said that it happens to one in four people who get pregnant. And so they wanted to make sure that those people feel less alone um, and destigmatize like talking about it. Because right now it's very taboo still in this day and age. Well, it's such a heartbreaking topic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, you know, when it happens, to people people don't want to talk about it and you know then they just kind of keep all of their emotions Mm -hmm. inside which isn't healthy and so I think it was really lovely of them to you know share that with us yeah and um be so open for the good of other people who are potentially suffering the same thing. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Eliza shared that, like, a quarter of people who get pregnant, like, that's a crazy high number. Yeah, super, super brave of them. So, basically, Eliza was supposed to uh, direct an episode this season, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't able to due to 
her miscarriage. And so she said that Lindsay Morgan actually stepped up. Yeah. And uh, Lindsay directed the episode that Eliza was supposed to uh, direct. So that's, I love this. What a queen. Yeah. Yeah. That like literally goes back to what JR said. Like they're Mm -hmm. all supportive. They're all equals. Totally. So we're going to move on to some of the things that I have here that could potentially be spoilers for season seven. And we can chat about, you know, what that means for the final season. Yeah. Who's to say? Once again, this is not in any particular order because I just like took it from the order that we tweeted it. Yeah. So first of all, um, Richard says that we may see Daniel's boyfriend again this season. So there you go. Right. (laughs) So, Oh, there's that. He's here. JR answered a question about Russell and Cadigan and if there was a possible connection there, which, you know, a lot of the fandom has been talking about Cadigan. We've been waiting for someone to explain Cadigan to for us. For like literally what two seasons yeah. now? Um so someone was asking about that connection and JR said that what we're thinking is deeper than he's been going, but, and he can't say anything about it. So it's like, it's deeper than he's been going. So we're like, okay, so it's not true. So but, we, then he, but then he said, but so I can't answer anything about that. And we were like, oh. So it's like, mm. we're thinking too hard, but there might be some mention of it, right. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, The amazing Lee Maju was also here. He decided to just like show up out of the blue and hang out with us all weekend. And he was lovely and wonderful. Mm. I think his character's name is Nelson, I believe. He's one of the children of Gabriel. Y'all might recognize him. Um, he is in the new Sonic movie. And apparently, <laughs> apparently, I haven't seen it yet, but his, apparently he has like actually quite a big role. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, you guys should check it out. But people were asking some questions. And if you care about Nelson spoilers, stay tuned. <laughs> um, he said that he thought his character had worked through some things and found that Nelson actually hadn't through his character work. So clearly we're going to see a little bit more from Nelson. Someone asked, will season seven give fans a satisfying ending? Obviously (laughs) they can't answer. Yeah, they can't answer a whole lot. But what they said was we don't even really know the ending yet, but there are a lot of cool things coming is what they said. So a non-answer, but also maybe a little bit of something. The smallest answer they could possibly give us, but we'll take it. Yeah. By the end of season six, going into season seven, the other characters are on good terms with Clark. They feel for her, especially after losing her mother. So that's good to know that um, Clark is no longer public enemy number one. Yeah. Clark is still waiting for her beach and pina colada and a chance to relax. Eliza says it's very possible she could get it. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'd be fine with that. I would love to see Clark happy by the end of the the series. It's just like Clark and Maddie kicking back on a beach. Um, Someone asked how Maxon is doing. Jared said that it's still there uh but they can't say much obviously yeah someone asked if there will be any nitavia in season seven um jess says no but also jokes that in the alternate universe where she directed the whole season yes she <laughs> like supports that. she supports nitavia i don't know where they would have room for nitavia at this yeah, point <laughs> exactly exactly someone asked will we see gabriel finally get some answers from the anomaly chuku said with octavia and hope's help it'll open up a whole new chapter he said it's epic okay so, obviously he can't say a lot but yeah Thank you. Chuku also says that Gabriel feels factionless. The primes are gone and he's ostracized from the children of Gabriel. Yeah, he's very on his own now. Yeah. And then JR mirrors Chuku. He says he's left without family and without status. His journey throughout season seven is going to involve figuring out where he fits as well as a lot of introspection. Yeah. I didn't like Russell. <laughs> last season. For obvious reasons. But now I'm like, ooh, what's Russell gonna do? Because I love JR so much. Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch JR just because like he is such a compelling actor. I'll be interested to find out if they're gonna do like some kind of redemption arc or something. Right. That's what it kind of sounded like. Yeah. And I was like, 
How does that work? He's like one of the only primes left other than Gabriel. I he's think. the only prime left, and I think he's like one of like two like over forty adults right. left. It's and like him and Indra. Yeah, and, that's and I have it. no idea what's going on with Indra. Yeah. Shelby said that she's excited for us to see Hope with Dioza, so that tells us that Dioza, even if just for a little bit, will be back. Thank God. Which, like, thank you for that little slip up. I wanted it. Yeah, that's really, that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lindsay says at the end of the show, we'll tie up loose ends and answer some questions. She said that the best for Raven is yet to come. I don't know if I believe it because I do really love me some, like, season one, season two Raven, but I would like to try and yeah. see it. <laughs> Especially after, like, the last couple of seasons. I'm ready for Raven to, like, do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone asked about the face tattoo that uh, Murphy had in the, like, when he was being Daniel Prime. He says that the face tattoo was actually just for the ceremony that they were doing mm-hmm. so um we won't be seeing it next season well i'm sad he should have had the face <laughs> tattoo we talk a little bit about um kane and abby we got some questions here uh will clark and raven reconcile after abby's death Lindsay said that their bond is dark and complicated and rich they definitely will reconcile she said i don't even see them as friends i see them as sisters so that's more of a question about clark and raven i feel like yeah honestly it's nice to see because i hate seeing them on the outs yeah they've been confusingly like at odds for a while three seasons yeah and it's like, but I liked it better when you guys worked together. Yeah. So lastly, um, is there any part of Cabby that your characters want to honor in season seven? The amount of love that came out in this question yeah. was like, honestly, like... It was overwhelming. Yeah, yeah it, was it was amazing. Like, it was peaceful. It was overwhelming. It was peaceful. I'm a writer. <laughs> um, Richard said that Murphy carries on the death of Abby on himself. Suchin said that Jackson will never be the same and neither will Suchin. Lindsay said it's one of the most difficult things Raven has had to face. After that, they talked a little bit more about Abby and the amount of love and respect that they talked about um, Abby and Paige with was kind of incredible. Like, I'm, you know, uh, surrounded by Cabby fans <laughs> in my <laughs> real life and um, in the con. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even I'm out here, like, tearing up in the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just knowing um, how much everybody uh, loved Paige and loved Abby and... Um, it was really, like, it was touching. Yeah, it was, it was touching. I wouldn't say that it was cathartic, because, like, Mm. for a lot of us, like, hearing that is kind of just, like, bittersweet, because it's, like, the only reason that people are nice to Clark now is because her mom's dead. Right. It's, like, okay. It's, like, why, yeah, why is it being made about Clark? Yeah, that's the use of older women in stories Mm -hmm. is to die. Right. But it was nice to hear that, I think, especially the thing, the one that definitely meant the most to me was Murphy. Yeah. Because... Murphy and Abby always had like this weird little bond that yeah. like they did not build on and they should have but like well they getting... did but like very very seldom yeah. yeah and I was like I'm ready to see Murphy deal with this yeah. because him we haven't like seen Murphy do anything like that like he's been with Amori the whole time right mm-hmm. like he hasn't really cared about a loss and so I'm like oh he'll actually care about this one right that was something that was brought up I think was that Murphy has never lost somebody that, that... was by Nikki yeah our yeah. listener Nikki uh, her. Um, yes she brought up the fact that Murphy has never really lost any that was super super close to him you know like Finn was lost and then that like hit Clark and it hit Raven and, and then he was like whatever and then when Lincoln was lost obviously that hit Octavia what are, some other big deaths that Lexa that happened. Lexa that hit Clark mostly yeah you know, um, all of these things are hitting different people. Jasper, not even... Like, Jasper hit Monty and, yeah. you know, but 
Murphy has never really been hit hard by that sort of thing. And so we've never actually seen him in mourning like this. Yeah, we've never seen him grieve. So it'll be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So um, shout out to Nipper who like came up to us and like was the sweetest person like in the whole world Mm -hmm. and was had just amazing theories that like I had never even thought of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, Murphy has definitely lost his parents, but we didn't get to see that, you know, on screen, you know? Yeah. We've just seen who he became after that. Yeah. And we saw him like do that really incredible monologue at the beginning of season two when he like talked about it. And obviously like, thank you because Richard just showed up to be John number two or John number one or whatever and now and then we got that huge obviously character change and yeah I'm excited everyone knows Murphy's my favorite character so I'm excited to see him do things that he has never done before yeah not that Richard has ever done before the man has range yeah I mean Murphy of course yeah like at this point like because all my faves are dead I'm Mm -hmm. like here for like Murphy now like (laughs) okay so Murphy's my last fave left great (laughs) don't die dude don't well so my like thing for Murphy is either Murphy's going to be alive by the end or he's going to die a heroic death oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, finale. Yeah. Unless they choose to go the fatalistic way, which is no one dies a hero. Right. Which for this show is possible. I hope not. I hope not too. No spoilers for Lost, but in Lost's final season, they just took all of their main characters and started going chop, chop, yeah. chop, chop, yep. chop, chop, chop. In, like, five episodes. Yeah, it was brutal. And it was brutal and heartbreaking. And so I guess I'm kind of hoping they don't do that. (laughs) I would hate for Murphy to die halfway through the final season when I, like, I just really want him to make it to the finale. If he's gonna die, take him to the finale. He's supposed to be a cockroach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this little mini episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you are so inclined, please write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And uh, if you don't feel like writing anything, those little stars are there for you. <laughs> <laughs> we would love that. And um, we also have a survey. It's in the description. And we would just love to hear some things that you like about the podcast or some things that you don't like about the podcast that we could work on. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. Um, we, we have... That- that podcast brings us joy. Truly. Yeah. We are working on season four right now. We've done all currently aired seasons. We have podcasts for. So if you will watch Riverdale and want to listen to a podcast, listen to our podcast. If you don't watch Riverdale but want to listen to a podcast, people do that. So I know, you could I know at least three people who have done that. Yeah. And they say it doesn't make sense, but I love it. Yeah. So do what you want. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too, like I said before. Uh, and we did all of season one. We are almost done season two and it has a spoiler section at the end. So if you're watching for the first time with us, you can. And we also do guests over there. So if you love Lost, hit me up. We can put you on as a guest. Yeah. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too we have covered all of season one we did a season three kind of like live reaction as we were Mm -hmm. watching it and we're doing season two through all of this year Mm -hmm. and the next year will be all of season three and then hopefully by then we will have a season four hopefully Mm -hmm. we also have a star trek picard podcast which is like my my pride and joy (laughs) um we are currently podcasting alongside season one but we're talking about like all of star trek 2 so if you want to come hang out with us and talk about some really soul healing television i could not recommend it more 
Yeah, and if you haven't seen Star Trek and you want to make Picard your first Star Trek, you can. It's my first Star Trek, and so if they start saying things that don't make sense about weird gibberish words, I will ask about it so you don't have to feel alone there and dumb. Go. <laughs> I'll be the dumb one for you. <laughs> you can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter, and a little side of Tumblr because I make our favorite line of words into gifts, and I work really hard. Please support me. <laughs> our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate that because hosting five podcasts is expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Abritania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. So our next episode is potentially the season seven trailer, I think. I Whenever that comes out. Who's to say? If not, 701, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and also like thank you to Leanna and Maya and mm-hmm. Unity Days for having us and for allowing us to like basically become a podcast mm-hmm. like it meant the world to us yeah yeah so yeah thanks I think guys. that's it yeah okay love you bye, love you, love you, bye.